0: Hello everyone, this is Basim, the producer of Wise Words, speaking to you. I want to pass on a message to our listeners before we kick things off. To say that March 2020 wasn't the easiest month for anyone would be an understatement. In light of recent global developments surrounding COVID-19, we have had to take many necessary precautions and measures to ensure the safety of our community and staff. This includes the regrettable decision to postpone YZ Bogota and Medellin, which was scheduled to take place on 18-22 of May this year. While, like many organizations around the world right now, we're experiencing some disruption as a result of the need to enforce strict measures of social distancing, but we're committed more than ever to continue our work by leveraging the full potential of digital technologies. As for the podcast... We fully intend to continue without disruption, and we're also exploring other formats too. Of course, we're also adapting upcoming episodes in an attempt to share helpful and relevant information to you during this period of uncertainty. Now, this episode includes interviews with students of Qatar Foundation who were interviewed back in early February, before schools were shut down here. We hope their perspectives can bring some much-needed positivity for things to come down the road. 9. 9 out of 10 young adults feel that they have a responsibility to better the world, yet not even half of those 9 people feel equipped to take action towards this goal. This is according to some of the latest findings of an extensive research survey that was released by WISE recently for the International Day of Education. Conducted by Ipsos, the WISE Global Education Barometer surveys more than 9,000 young people between the age of 16 to 25 across 20 countries from around the world. In this episode of Wise Words, we'll be taking a look at some of the key findings of this survey and discuss with students what they tell us about the future of education. Why do you go to school? Perhaps you would say that you want to expand your knowledge, or maybe to prepare yourself with the skills to find a job and make money. In the WISE Global Barometer, the three most cited reasons for attending school, according to young people, are 1. To expand their knowledge 2. To be ready for the future and 3. To be able to find a job and make money These were ranked above other reasons such as 6 to learn more about the world around them, and nine, to positively impact their community. What does this tell us? Do the numbers suggest that young people don't expect to learn how to positively impact the world through their education? Or are we missing something? We decided to talk to a few students studying at Qatar Foundation's Education City to learn some of their insights and try to understand what's beyond those numbers.
1: My name is Ria Wahib Sayadi. I'm studying media and communications at Northwestern. I'm doing a minor of media and politics. I'm Lebanese-Palestinian. And um, an interesting fact about me is I think I can lick my elbow. Really? That is like, honestly, I'm done like with going full on with facts. Yeah, I think I can. I lived in Lebanon for a bit and then I lived the majority of my life here. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to study in Lebanon and I wanted to go back home because there is really nothing like home. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the circumstances get the best of you and there's just some, nothing you can do about it. And sometimes what you want is not what you need and it takes sometimes some time for you to realize that.
2: My name is Andrew Edward. I'm from Egypt. Uh, I'm a junior studying information systems at Carnegie Mellon University in Qatar. And one interesting fact about me is that I met a president through a tweet. It was uh, President Paul Kagame. We sent him a tweet when we were there, when I was leading a service project in there with the university last summer. Uh, and it was the service project was around education and kind of helping the teachers in Rwanda kind of adapt to the technology curriculum that they have been uh, kind of switching to. And then we sent him a tweet asking if we could meet him to share more, to know more from him about the his vision for education in Rwanda.
3: My name is uh, Ghada El-Gashouti. I'm 20 years old. I'm a junior student in graphic design in Virginia Commonwealth University. Surprisingly, for 12 years of my life, which are the 12 years of school, I wanted to study engineering. But uh, after I graduated, I just decided that I wanted to do art. I love math and I love engineering and I love chemistry and all of that. But I think I can do that in the future if I want to do a master's because now I'm really enjoying art and design.
4: So my name is Salar Khan. I'm from Pakistan. I moved to Qatar in 2011. Uh, My family moved here in 2010. And then they saw Qatar Foundation and they were like, there are universities here you should apply to. So I applied to Georgetown University here in Qatar. Um, I got admitted, alhamdulillah. I graduated in 2015. And now, currently, I'm working at Carnegie Mellon University uh, in the computer science department as a research associate. And, this, and at the same time, I'm pursuing my master's at Hamad bin Khalifa in public policy. Any interesting fact? Uh, no, I have a boring life. That's, that's, that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> Do you feel that you have a responsibility to better the world as a citizen and as a human being?
1: I feel like there is no such thing as better the world. I feel like it's changed one person's perspective and point of view and that one person will impact another person and that's one billion out of, you know, 6 billion. And that on its own is a change because impacting a world is such an unattainable thing, you know. I think we should have um, attainable goals and in that case a responsibility that we can personally achieve and not you know, overwhelm ourselves with it. So I do not believe that I can better the world, but I can better one, world's, one person's world. And that makes a lot. That means a lot to me. I do think that I have the ability to do so. And I do aspire to become that kind of person who can help and change and make a difference. And if it's not for my generation, then it's for the upcoming generation because we're trying to make a change and it's easier said than done. But then when it comes to implementation, people usually back away or they're just like, let's take a break from it. And it's sad that people neglect the process when it's the most important thing about making a change in the world. I do believe that like there are various aspects, process, people, position, power. And the process is what like it's like the step that takes us forward and it's the mistake that pushes us backwards. But in this process, we learn from our mistakes and we learn that there is maybe much more to be done and not much more to be done. And on that note, maybe it's to learn that we're doing it for the people because who are we bettering the world for? We tend to forget like the purpose and the vision of our goal as we progress and like people need to take a break and just like look around them. What are, why are we doing this? Why are you talking to me right now? There's a purpose behind it. And, I do think that um, that is something that people forget.
2: I believe as a human being, I have a huge responsibility to change the world. So I feel it takes a huge role in terms of two things. Um, one is being shaping what what is your idea about how big or small or how much your contribution could be to each one of these problems. So basically through the education, you kind of, get to have a better idea of how big is this problem, how complex is it, uh, how many people do you need to contribute to, let's say in this case, either solve the issue or even just at the start of it, approach the issue. And the second part of it is obviously after analyzing and kind of identifying what the actual problem is and how it's obviously it's all of its impact on either you as a person or in general, like if we go broader on the world, uh, but also helping in shaping your way of thinking to kind of find the best ways to approach it and kind of looking at what people, how people have approached that problem before or if anyone even have approached the problem before. Uh, but most importantly, shaping how you think about how you, from your perspective, from your, from your set of skills, from what you believe you, you can do, you can approach that problem through. How in information systems we really focus on the relation between how people interact with technology and how um, this interaction either could, be, could result in greater things or sometimes could result in a lot of problems and things that people might not find very reassuring.
3: I live in this world, and I think I owe the world and the planet this thing. I really want, want to better the world. And sometimes people tell me, like, if you're one person and you're doing this change... There's a lot of people who are not doing it. So, how are you going to fix that? And I feel like if I start doing it and the people around me saw me doing it, they might do it and then it might be it might get better. I face a lot of these people like uh, my friends, everyone around me. They tell me, "Why do you work so hard to change the people, change the world, change all of that? Why don't you just like live with the flaw?" And I feel like I'm I was born in a newer generation, so why do I have to live with the things that the people lived before? Why not make the change from now? It might not be different from now, but it might be changed for my children or like my, the people who will come after me.
4: My response would be, hell yeah. As a, as a human being and as someone who has been privileged enough to get educated, it is my responsibility to use the skill set not to just make money for myself, but for the social benefit um, around me. I don't know why I was fortunate enough to get those opportunities. I am sure that there are people who are smarter than me and hardworking than me uh, in the world, but they were just unfortunate enough not to be at the right place at the right time, or they were born at a place where they were not able to pursue these things. So that's why I think it is my responsibility to help the people around me in whatever capacity I can. 85%
0: of young people surveyed expressed strong concerns about the state of our planet. Their biggest concerns are, one, poverty and social inequality, two, climate change and the environment, and three, access to employment. Let's hear what these students have to say on the matter. What are your biggest concerns about the state of our planet right now?
1: I believe that many of us are living in this egocentric view and we view ourselves as the center of everything. And we have like sort of neglected the fact that we've overused our resources, our natural resources. And I feel like that is a main issue, a main concern of mine, of our planet. Like we pr- personally have overf- overfishing, deforestation, ozone layer depletion, and we have the pop- overpopulation growth. And these kinds of stuff have been gone over neglected, under neglected actually, in various countries until like recently, maybe about a year ago, when protests started happening. And it saddens me to see that in my country, specifically in Lebanon, they don't really care about what's happening. They still use garbage um, plastic cans, they still litter, they still throw in the ocean, they still do everything that they're not supposed to do. And it saddens me to see that there's there's a generation that's growing in Lebanon. This city, all of its citizens, they have cancer. It's because of the air pollution that's going on. And the kids have it and the moms. And even if the mom's pregnant, then her infant is going to have it. So it just shows that people not taking action right away led to very serious and unreversible implementations that there is nothing we can do about it.
2: Yeah, biggest concerns about the state of the planet today is how we approach problems in general. When you're looking at it, a problem... And you, it doesn't affect you. It is very hard to make to kind of take action against it, and that goes to a lot of the problems that we've seen, like climate change uh, and global warming and all of that. In terms of that, if I like, not just as a person, but sometimes as many people, as a country, like if it doesn't, if I feel that it's not affecting me at least right now, or even if it's affecting someone right now, but it doesn't affect me, I don't really want to take action. Many of these. Problems need to be approached in a global way to be actually solved it 's good to have a lot of these initiatives that kind of try to push through to kind of make everyone take action. but in the end, if only these people take action, that still wouldn 't solve the problem and Sometimes you think for some cases it is very it 's very clear why in some regions of the world, some people would not take action for some of these problems because maybe it 's not their biggest concern maybe they have a lot of bigger concerns that are Affecting them right now and they have a bigger impact on how their lives are either going good or, or going bad. But for sometimes it's just that they're not taking action, even though they don't have something bigger of a bigger concern, because they just don't see that there might be any anything that would affect them in the long run. I feel very strongly about it because, in the end, you need to put yourself in like and look at also from your perspective and perspective of everyone around the world and how, let's say, if I don't take action. So that's one person less that 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 like one not just one person in terms of sometimes even one group less one country less taking action to kind of solve these problems.
3: Pollution and uh, recycling. Not a lot of people care about recycling. They don't think how much of a difference that we can make. I think my approach right now, the thing I'm trying to change is to stop paper waste and plastic waste. What I see in VCU, we're an art school, so we use a lot of paper, papers. And I think that maybe we can change that. We can have more recycling bins. We can have less paper waste. We can start to use digital waste instead of papers. So this is my main focus right now is to have an eco-friendly university or like campus.
4: Climate change, that is a big concern for the upcoming generations. But I think for me, the crisis of movement of human beings, that is the biggest concern at the moment. With the number of people fleeing their homes due to a natural calamity or wars and the impact it has not just on the family and social life, but the future generations. I think that is what, uh, what is the biggest concern, especially with the number of kids that are out of school, uh, number of kids, they do not have access to education. Um, so I think I would rephrase, I would have these two separate things. One is access to free, good quality education. So accessibility to education, uh, of a certain standard, And then the second concern for me, the biggest, the way I see it is the refugee crisis around the globe. And they're interlinked interlinked somehow, but uh, as far as the education aspect is concerned, coming from Pakistan, I know the quality of education there, it's not up to the mark. A lot of students are, they just cannot compete in the industry because of the difference in the public education and the private education sector. So it just, I think it goes across the globe.
0: Do you feel that your education has a responsibility to teach you those skills to solve those problems?
1: So before I joined Northwestern, I thought that I was like up there. I thought that I have had my education. I'm like smart. You know, I was the first in class. And then I came to Northwestern and I just went down. My GPA was terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. I want to quit. You know what I mean? I went through that phase of which like I'm not good enough. And then I realized it's because I thought I was good enough. I was better than good enough. This, this university really brought in my perspective and everything. It really changed my definition of journalism and my definition of truth. So I think education is the most crucial key in anything. If you want to have a social conversation or a political one, education is something that people shouldn't put at the back of their heads. On the contrary, it doesn't have to be through universities. It can be through books, through movies, through TED Talks. Through whatever podcast, just like what we're doing right now. This university has fifty-one nationalities. We come from diverse backgrounds and religions. And that was something I was never exposed to before. Upon joining this university, I realized I have to filter myself at some point. And things that I consider to be okay are actually culturally inappropriate. I'm I'm still learning. I'm in the process of like finding what's fine and what's not. And university did help me perceive that, but it did not define. My thoughts,
2: Mm. in a sense. Being part of Carnegie Mellon University, and not just Carnegie Mellon University, but even specifically being part of Carnegie Mellon University in Qatar has offered me a lot of opportunities, like in those past three years, that I think even being on the main campus, I could not have offered. And they have made my experience very enriched. And at the same time, um, (laughs) like in many, and not just aspects around my major, but in many other aspect. So last year, I was offered the chance to lead a service project about enhancing the education in the country, which is in this case was was in Rwanda. And this was a fully student-led project. So from the planning phase, when we started planning in November, until when the project was in May, it was fully student-led, uh, with obviously some advisors from the university, but ev- all the major decisions and everything were all under under the students' decisions. That, for me, was a great experience in terms of leading a team, in terms of project management in general, in terms of identifying objectives that also your audience, which is in this case where the teachers or the people you're teaching those workshops to, were basically also, like that was also a big challenge in in terms of identifying what suits them and what is actually, how to make this project impactful for them.
3: Actually, right now in graphic design, I'm approaching things with the design. For example, feminism. I work with the designs that has phrases or that has icons that supports, supports feminism. So this is just one example. So in the future, I want to use the things I learned in graphic design to solve problems with design. They prepare us to do projects for clients, like made-up clients. So for example, I would do a, a design and then the professor will tell me, Why do you do it all with your type of design? Maybe the client doesn't like this. Maybe he likes this. And then we change a lot in the design. And they really try to help us with that. And I think it's working.
4: My field is impact evaluation. And uh, it came from economics to data analysis to impact evaluation. My goal now is to excel in this specific field to make sure that people who are trying to work for social welfare or social benefit they're doing the right thing because that is something that we, we lack, especially in the developing countries. A lot of money is pumped in, but no one is assessing the impact of what's happening to the money Are the objectives being uh, met. And I think it is because of my education and my first job here in Qatar that led me to take this direction. And education has played a vital role. And I don't think my mind would be, I wouldn't be thinking on these lines if I I did not get education from these places or if I did not have had the exposure. My goal is to address the specific issue of making sure that if something is being spent for the betterment of society, to what extent it is having an impact. Because there are so many projects around the globe for education, for healthcare, Eradication of some diseases, but they do not; they fail to achieve their goals. But governments, for political reasons or other reasons, they keep pumping money into the project that is not working. Which, in in the developing countries, partially because of the factor of corruption, it's a failure of the system. So, I think the, pointing these things out, I think this is what I would want to do to have a bigger impact.
0: Do you feel overall satisfied mm-hmm. with your experience of education?
1: I do. I feel like I'm privileged and I look around me and I'm like, why is it me who's sitting here and talking to you? Why is it me who's sharing my thoughts to the people? Maybe a Syrian refugee, a Lebanese refugee, a Palestinian refugee can have better thoughts than me and can put it better than I can and might be smarter than me or or more articulate than me. I believe that Northwestern has offered me a platform and I plan on using that platform. I wish to echo my voice to the Lebanese community and the Arab community as a whole because One country can't just make an entire difference. All of us should work under the same, you know, goal, which is we should cut off all the pollution that's going on, whether it be by huge amounts or small amounts, we should have the initiative to do so. And I feel like maybe creating a video, maybe a commercial, or possibly interviewing a couple of citizens and educating them on what's going on, there's no harm in that. Because I have this platform, I want to use it for the better good. And it's not to better myself, it's to voice out their their thoughts and their concerns and that is something that my education has taught me and I'm extremely satisfied by it and I just wish that it's implemented in various Arab countries and South, South Asian countries because it's not and that's very very unfortunate.
2: I feel one of the things that my education have taught me a lot is how that how complex these problems are and how approaching them is not an easy task and that's because of a lot of reasons but i feel through my education i can specifically help in kind of from the sustainability aspect and kind of how it interacts how we use technology and how we can use technology to kind of encourage the use of more, encourage more sustainable practices so stuff like for example how something like the use of e-receipts can help us cut less trees for example in terms of kind of affect the environment less but at the same time also would need a better devices that use less energy, too, and less kind of electricity and less batteries that also would be affecting the environment. So I feel like my education would contribute in the sense of looking at how can you make the use of technology to many of the practices that in our daily lives.
3: I think everything happens for a reason. Maybe I chose VCU for this reason. Because four years ago, I would never speak in front of people. I would never express myself. And if I see something wrong, I will just let it go. But I think after I entered VCU, we have freedom of speech there. We can say whatever we want. There's no judging. I can express myself. I can speak in front of people, and they will not be judging me. We have good relationships with the professors. They talk to me, not feeling that they are bigger than me or like they're in a higher position than me. I think this thing made me also good with talking with people and, like, wanting to change. Because if I want to change something, I take my professor's opinion and they push me to do this. So I think this is one of the reasons that made me want to change. I'm a person who loves to scroll into Twitter all the time. And I always see people, when a problem happens, they just say, like, it's not none of your business. Just go away. Just let it happen. I kept thinking with myself, why do we do that? If we don't stop the problems from happening, then the world is going to be a chaos. So I thought that maybe I can be this person in VCU that encouraged the people. I can encourage and convince the people in VCU and they can tell their friends who are outside of VCU.
4: So Yes, I feel satisfied with my overall educational experience. Uh, But at the same time, there are moments where I think that I needed certain skill set, technical skill set that would have helped me in the industry. Because I learned economics from an education background that focused a lot on theories, but less on the practical approach of things. And I think that is where if I could go back in time, I'd focus more on how things are applied in the practical world, instead of just looking at the theoretical side of things. So I think this is something that that I would want to learn more if I could go back in time. So I think there are two things that schools are not teaching. One is the civic sense, civics of the country, this how to create a social coherence. I think that is one thing that schools lack uh, here in Qatar uh, and in Pakistan as well. Uh, yeah, so college, I think what they lack is the technical skills that all the students need to know uh, now, especially with the world moving towards highly technological, technologically advanced mechanisms. I think students need to have a certain level of computational thinking capacity. Uh, so they think logically, rationally, they can assess things. Uh, everything is moving towards data now. Policies are being made on data, decisions are being made on data, marketing in private firms are, is being done on that. So if all the students in the field of engineering, medicine, social sciences, journalism, if you per se, If they are able to understand numbers, I think that is something that would give them an edge in the industry to make better decisions.
0: In short, there are three major trends that we can take from this study. One, many young people feel that they have the responsibility to better the planet, but only half of those surveyed feel that they are actually equipped to do so. Less than 48% of respondents felt ready to understand big societal issues and to act on finding solutions to these issues. Two, young people value education, and many expressed overall satisfaction with the quality of education they received, like the sentiments expressed by these interviews. And three, when it comes to equal opportunity for all, many felt that there is much room for improvement, especially between boys and girls. Now, the interviews you heard were by no means directly indicative of trends around the world, but we wanted to share a few voices to understand what some of these students are thinking and why. And there you have it. We hope you enjoyed listening to them as much as we did. If you liked this episode, don't forget to let us know by reaching out to us on our social media channels. You can find those links in the description for that. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already, and looking forward to having you here next time.